Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. We have an amazing episode planned for you tonight. And in a second, I'm going to have JJ pronounce the title of the show because I'm not going to even try to speak another language tonight. But tonight, we're going to be talking about a plethora of topics. I have um, some stuff set up. We're going to talk about Trilogy Tournament, the competitors for our, against our team this week. We're going to be talking about some of the new previews that have came out recently, um, but there wasn't very many of them. And then we're going to also kind of cover like a high level faction discussion, right? And and if you want to get into X-Wing and you're a new player, what type of faction do you want to get into and why? And so we're going to list some of the benefits for each of the different factions um, and kind of talk a little bit about that. If we could get done in under two hours tonight, we are going to have a little um, powwow convo afterwards uh, where we talk about Boba Fett. Um, so stay tuned for that as well. Without further ado, let me bring in my co-host for the night. Mr. JJ loves his sand crawlers and his Jawas. How are you tonight, yeah. sir? You're doing all right. And, you know, for the record, the show episode or the episode's uh, name is Shubanis Untoinipa, which means show me the credits. There you go. Also with me tonight is Charles Boba Fett, the first Dillman. How are you tonight, sir? Uh, sir, my full name is Robert Anthony Fettuccini, um, but I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> all right, Robert Fettuccini. All right, Fettuccini, man. How are you? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. <clears throat> it's, it's been an interesting weekend. I've played some Flesh and Blood, slept quite a bit. Um, other than that, kind of just doing my thing, man. It's been a good week so far. Well, if you tuned in, you saw me lose my Jank Tank match. So I'm out. Yeah. Same here. Yep. I know. I, I know the feeling. <laughs> oh, was it single was it single elim? Yeah, it's all single elimination. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, they have like over five hundred players and they go and you load like two hundred and fifty odd people in TTT. So they gave like half of the participants a buy and then everybody else like a matchup. So yeah. It's okay. I'm okay with that. I, yeah. I actually was surprisingly uh, not too far behind in my match until about three quarters of the way through when it just really all went to hell, like even worse than it was before. You know, that losing my resistance bomber, which there you go. Charles will remember how many times did I lose that stupid bomber, you know, when we would we played for the other events and it just well, we was constructed a Death ass. Star yeah. for you with it in there. Yep. Doesn't matter what I do. I always lose the stupid bomber every time. doesn't matter. And this one wasn't even that important. Like, he had R2-D2 to kill all my bombs, so it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that was a surprise. I actually didn't know that the, the bombs counted as devices as well. So when he took it out, I was like, what? <laughs> I was totally surprised, but that was, that was actually a great play. 
was great. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right. I was like, is that why you asked me if I wanted to launch a bomb? He, he didn't say anything, but that's that's exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> but I had about zero practice with that list, and uh, in fairness to him, he had the same thing, zero practice with his list. So yeah, with that being my, said, go ahead. My game with, uh, with Marcel was a lot of fun. Um, him bringing, uh, having two of the attack shuttles there with uh, Janors and then Corrin Horn. Uh, that was a, a tough list to go through. Um, it was a lot of fun. It came close. It was very close to the end there, those final shots at the end of the game um, where he <laughs> he just avoided that direct hit, which would have killed his Corrin Horn. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yep. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Bullet Bourbon. If you've never had it, you should go out and try it. want to be sponsorship anyway um so yeah so i didn't get to play uh much x-wing this week we um i we were in quarantine for the most part all week we all went and tested saturday sat in an hour and a half line and um yeah we we all tested negative so there you go i could go back to my in-person play (laughs) this week thank god um yeah, I actually got to go rebuild my list uh, for LVO so that I can start playing because I have a couple of lists I've been testing for LVO. Um, because I I haven't decided, I had decided I was gonna run a droid swarm, and then I've been cautioned against my first six round tournament running eight ships all day because I guess it's gonna be we'll be up at like seven seven thirty in the morning, and we'll be playing till seven seven thirty at night. Wait, so hold on. Let me let me ask a question. This is your first like big big tournament? Yep. Yeah, COVID so, hit yeah. right before. Then I will uh then I will second that. That is not that that's an endurance sport that you're wanting to do, dude. That's like running a marathon. It's going to be all I'm going to be able to do to manage two ships for six rounds. Yeah. I really want to run them, especially cuz nobody runs what, right? And I've been having decent success with what it's just like it would just be kind of cool to hit top cut and somebody goes oh yeah look somebody got watt top cut be like yep there you go nobody ever runs watt <laughs> um but that's that's kind of what john was cautioning me against too he was like eh, you, you you know how many dial you're going to be setting eight dials for at least three rounds every game and the only break you you're, you're going to have to pick everything up and put everything away um i do have a tournament tray um, that I bought, so I will be able to carry my list around with me, but still. So, but here's the thing. So I've had multiple iterations of tournament trays. And the one constant fact is that none of them have worked. <laughs> like right. you get to the table and you're like, okay, I have this tiny little setup. And then you realize that it's, it's going to be asses and elbows, dude. Like trying to slide, depending on how it's set up. I've been to regionals where tables were like single aisle. So there was one way in and one way out. And that means you had to like do the awkward movie theater. Like, do I give you the butt or do I give you the front (laughs) with every person that you pass to get to your table? And then trying to get out after your game is a hundred times worse. Um, And I've been to ones where you've days for room because only like 15 or 20 people showed up and you have all the room for days. So until you see what the setup is, you're not going to know. But I will tell you that, realistically speaking, 
I've flown four ship lists at regionals, which was like a couple, like 70 to 100 people. And even with a tray that I could just set my ships on and walk away with them, it's still a pain of gathering your tokens, gathering your cards, gathering everything together, walking to where the lists are and carrying it with you. If someone bumps into you, like hypothetically you're flying a Falcon, someone knocks into you, it falls off the peg and shatters when it hits the ground. Now what do you do? Because AMG's rules are that a ship has to be on the peg at all times. Like, it's just, it's a pain. I'd rather have something contained within a box rather than something that's sitting on top of it because you're just asking for someone to accidentally knock into you. Well, that sucks. That was a $70 box. <laughs> hey, Nobby, how's it going? Look, I, it, it might work. I'm not saying. I've seen people that have had like these little wooden trays where they have their pilot card and their upgrades laid out and their their slots for their tokens and that system worked perfectly for them it would have driven me insane but it worked perfectly for them so it might work for you i'm not saying it won't but i'm just saying like be prepared that the space is for 400 people and 600 people signed up and so the foot and a half between each pad that you would normally have becomes six inches so that they can make room for two more pads at the end of the table and try and extend yeah. the seating opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be prepared to be crammed. Like it's not going to be comfortable. At least not that I've. So it's not that I've been a part weekend, of. Which is what you're yeah, telling oh, me. No jeans, yeah, gonna... shorts only. Oh yeah, nope. Or you could wear jean shorts if you want to. No, no, <laughs> no. Not me, buddy. You could totes John Cena it. And, oh, you and know just who like I was the... thinking of though. That, I, have you ever seen Arrested Development? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's who I was thinking of. I was going to say, just like the military, always bring a change of socks. I'm just saying. Well, I was planning on bringing sandals, actually. If I wear shorts, I typically wear sandals. I do not wear shoots. And bring, bring extra deodorant slash cologne. And this goes out to everybody that's playing. Yes. Please please hygiene is important guys please bring things that make you smell good is yes nobby have... yes nobby i said the exact same thing they both got fresh haircuts <laughs> look at them look at them looking all bomb on their side i just look like so, a hobo viking <laughs> so full disclosure i do cut my own hair um i've been taught from my brother since i was really really young um, it looks like a fresh cut because I actually have gel. I actually came from a casino birthday party. Um, for some reason, apparently, it's like training for LVO without me being able to actually go to LVO. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I came running from that to to come to the, the cast tonight. So, yeah. Why did Streamlabs open betting? Um, I don't know. <laughs> what are we betting I'm... on? Are we betting <laughs> on whether know. JJ actually cut his own hair or not? <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know. Bet one if you think you. he does. Bet two if you think he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know if we left the betting open from the last one and we just never closed it. I have a feeling that was the case. <laughs> anyway, that's an after show. After show discussion. Um. <laughs> anyway, so I'm excited. Psych uh, J, I'm not going to pay your bet out. I'm literally just going to cancel your bet. You are you no. <laughs> Actually, you betting on one, that was me. So if it is still open from Friday, you just lost all your all your credits. 
Uh, anyway, so why don't we go to upgrades? I think that sounds good, right? You know, we haven't uh, done the few new upgrades for the week. Good night, Nora. Good night. Mrs. Wexley. Mrs. Wexley. Yeah, I, I tried to convince her to play Nora in the um, in in X Wing. She won't play with me. She's see, we gotta we gotta make like a dedicated kids X Wing tournament where it's like kids ages like eight through twelve, right? So and I will I will tell you we tried that once. This is this is pre Chris 1.0 in Michigan. We tried to do a kids only tournament. You know what happened? A bunch of adults with children showed up and then played their children's list for them. It was terrible. I heard about that. Yeah, it was awful. Because the kids, they, they, they squirrel. You know what I mean? Or they see another yeah. kid who doesn't have to play and they want to go do whatever he's doing because this is boring. And so it left all the parents with these children's lists fighting for prizes that was supposed to be for a children's tournament. It was awful. Anyway, let's move on from there. So we got us some new upgrades tonight. Um, Charles mentioned a couple weeks ago that he said um, there was going to be some sort of configuration for the Gauntlet Fighter. And as you can see, there is. Now, I will tell you, this image bothers me. Why? It looks like it looks like Somebody took a dog's nose and shaved it really skinny, and its ears are sticking straight up. And that's so, the PG version of that. So the reason that I will say it doesn't bother me is because, and I can grab it if you would like, but I have the Lego Gauntlet Fighter that was released uh, with the Mandalorian sets that came with, like, Bo-Katan and stuff like that, and... I know that's that's pretty accurate to what the Lego kit looks like. Like it's pretty. But dead have on. you seen it in Clone Wars? <clears throat> I haven't watched Clone Wars. I okay. built one out of Legos because it doesn't sit yes. in that position all the time. We'll just put it that way. Sorry, Nobby. In the United well, States, I mean, we squirrel. You guys, kangaroo. Sorry. It it looks like it's taking off in that picture, right? Like it's it's lifting up to leave, like a VTOL, you know, or landing. True. Yeah. All right, so this card says, while you defend, roll one fewer defense dice. After you fully execute a non-stationary maneuver, you may flip the card. I am don't know why you would ever keep it on that side, but I bet we'll find out in just a minute. Then we you have the wings. You can't keep it on that side. <clears throat> or is it, oh, no, it was a may. You may flip this card, right? I think it's a must, isn't it? Nope. On the other side. You mm, may. Okay. Yeah, you, you may. may flip this card. So you could purposely lower your agility dice, but I don't know what the benefit to that would be. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know why you... The only time you would ever be on that card is after you did this. After you execute, execute a zero-stop maneuver, you can rotate your ship 90 or 180 degrees, and if you do, you must flip this card. So the reason you lose the agility is because you're creating a rotation maneuver um, for it. And I believe the ro the maneuver is a red. Yep. See, so you're red. You have yeah. a red stop here. Unless you have um, inertial dampeners. 
Yeah, but even then, that's that's still a um, a stressful maneuver. Right, it's a white stressful yeah. maneuver yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. And uh, this, but this also is a gauntlet fighter, so you could it doesn't specify scum or not, so you could pair this with Leia to yeah, lower the difficulty true. of a maneuver, right? Yeah, so it'd exactly. Be a white zero stop. So you didn't yeah. have the stress from it. So you could just white zero stop, rotate 180 degrees and take a target lock. Yeah, because you could do that with the U-wings that can that currently have a very similar ability with their pivot wings. Um, yep. So, yeah, you can absolutely lay at this and make it into a white uh, turnaround. So, yeah. Yeah, which and then that's fine. Take one of my agility away. <laughs> Let me still do. Think about Maul with, well, I guess Maul won't get Leia. So I guess you couldn't do it with Maul. But just no. turn, just have the turret turn turn the gauntlet into a turret ship. Yeah. Just continuously do a zero stop and just rotate as you need to pick up your target. Because yeah. you could do because the first card, and I never thought about that before, Charles. But the first card just says after you fully execute a non-stationary maneuver. So essentially, to flip the card, you'd have to do some sort of a maneuver that's not stationary. To get it. As long as you could find a way to remove the stress, like to pass the stress from one ship to the next, like uh, Cassian Endor pilot. There you go. Um, is he well? Yeah. So yeah, if you could pass the stress from one ship to another, so it just stayed stressed, you could have a large base turret. Mm -mm. You can't because this says once you execute it, if you rotate, you must flip the card. No. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh but yeah. Only, yeah. So only you only rotate yeah, once, you're right, you're right. but you could hold that right. bearing as long as somebody was in your firing <clears throat> yeah. arc. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you you can't. It's not going to be a turret that would be broken if that was the case. Um, right. Okay. Because yeah, you could just think about it. I'm going to put a large base, uh, dual shot sh or not dual shot, but you know, dual arc ship, uh, in the middle of the board and just rotate in a circle. That would be like the worst droid you could ever have. You know? like, <laughs> and not only do you not get to go 90, you get to do the 180. <laughs> you know, like, can you imagine if the droids could do 180? That would be horrible. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. That would just, that'd be the worst. You know, they're the best as it is. So, you know, anybody have any other thoughts on this before we move on? I, I like it. Um, I'm a little saddened um, that it doesn't reduce the it doesn't reduce the um, difficulty of difficulty of it. Yeah. I wish you got something for your wings being down like the X wings do. If I'm being honest, like, like a, like a boost action or, you know, like a, maybe a, a slam action or something on the card that, that well, you could do. Maybe not a slam. Cause it's a large base ship and large base ships with slam are stupid, but um well, I think it just opens up. I think that they, they specifically designed this, and we'll see this with the next pilot, because it does open up design space for other pilots in the future for this chassis across different factions to have different abilities based on like what side the pivot wings are. Um, so I think it's just a, a, just a design um, choice for that, just so that it opens that up for future pilots if they decide to go revisit this chassis. Sure, and there could be even upgrades coming. You know, yeah. what I mean, there might be something that you can pair with the swivel wing that's part of the uh, that Mandalorian kit 
the the Warriors of Mandalore or whatever it is, the card yeah, box. Yeah, probably maybe they haven't, yeah. Maybe they haven't uh, spoiled everything that's in that box, and maybe there's something that we'll be able to pair with the swivel wing that we've not seen yet. Well, we know they definitely have not spoiled everything. So Yeah. They, they don't have 50 cards on there. They haven't given us 50 cards worth. Fair. All right. Now, the next pilot that they gave us was an Empire pilot. Who wants to take this one? I'll take it here. So this one is Captain Hark. Uh, he is an initial initiative three pilot for the Empire. His ability reads after you reveal a zero maneuver. If you are equipped with the swivel wings down, you must execute a one bank side slip maneuver of the same difficulty instead. After you execute that maneuver, you must flip your swivel wings down. So uh, this actually pairs very, very well with the uh, with the pivot wings, allowing it to do that side slip maneuver, just like an HMP, and getting um, basically allowing you to just move that the entire large base sideways on a, a diagonal, and allowing you to go into um, like a better position to keep pursuit on a ship. Um, I think this is going to be a really, really strong. Um, this is a really strong ability for this particular chassis, especially since it doesn't have a natural ability to do like K turns or anything like that. And um, and I think that this will will be a, a really good asset for the Empire. So now I have a question. We're going to go back um, up a minute. So the question I have it says after you execute that stop maneuver, you may rotate, right? So now, if we go back to his card, it does not say anything about a rotate, right? All it does is say you must execute a side slip maneuver of the same difficulty instead. Now, so here is the question I have, and this is where it's going to make a huge difference, right? I do my stop. Do I A, get to rotate? And then do the side slip, or do I do the side slip and then rotate, or do I get to choose because it's a Q ability that I get to place? Can you scroll scroll back up? So the Hold way I like, oh yeah, go ahead go, go ahead. ahead JJ. I was gonna say the way I read this here is that you reveal the stop maneuver right you um you can now choose to rotate your your ship 90 or 180 degrees then do the pivot wing at that That's point because the instead it. the instead portion reveal refers to the maneuver which is the zero stop um for it but it doesn't right. say reveal the, it says like execute but, but here's the thing that's the key so on the swivel wing the swivel wing is after you execute your zero stop maneuver oh, you good. may good rotate so when you reveal your zero stop changes to the slide side slip, so which I believe then you have to execute the side slip. Now it doesn't say fully execute. It just says execute. So even if you bump, you can still choose the rotation after executing the side slip, but okay. you have to, I think the, the, the order of turn would be side slip first, then rotation if chosen. That that would be my interpretation of it. Now, Actually, if there's a judge available that you can call me out on that if I'm wrong, but that's what makes sense <clears> to me is it's reveal, change to side slip, execute, then rotate. 
actually now just rereading it i think that if you because you're doing the side slip maneuver and not fully executing the stop maneuver then you're not able to rotate because it's a if then close all right so all right. hold on so i dial in a zero i reveal the zero so now my zero stop is replaced with the side slip maneuver yep mm -hmm. so then what is what does the swivel wing say after you execute a zero stop maneuver stop maneuver yeah so because you're not technically doing the zero yeah. stop maneuver it's a side you can't slip. rotate you can't rotate using it yeah that, okay, so that, this gives you a 45-degree rotation instead of a 90-degree rotation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, if that's the case and that's how they're going to play it, that's better, right? Because can you imagine that ship's maneuverability? Oh, I'm yeah, going to side it'd be... slip, and then I'm going to fucking rotate. I absolutely if... can. It's called a Star Viper. Yeah, this is about a, it's scurry. exactly <laughs> what they do. I'm yeah, gonna, do I'm you want that? It sensors my barrel roll, and then I'm going to boost. Do you want that? <laughs> a large base star Viper? On a large Absolutely base. Absolutely, I do. In Empire. Okay. All right. Absolutely. But, that would be so broken. Can you put advanced sensors on a large base ship? <laughs> if it has a sensor can, slot, yes. Yeah. That's stupid expensive, uh, I think. But yeah. God, does this have a... Oh, God. Gauntlet fighters with advanced sensors and then the sides of a hole. Yeah, but it has no reposition. It has no barrel roll or boost or anything. So, I mean... Uh, engine upgrade or no, yeah. what is it? Ex Extra expert, a boost. expert handling, it doesn't have a barrel. Oh, you have to have the red in those, yeah, that red. red. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Are there so, any I don't cards, know. Are there any upgrades you can equip that give you a red, like even if it's just a linked barrel roll? <laughs> nope, not, not for large base. For small base, you have afterburners, but that's only small base only. It doesn't apply for large base oh, or medium. Okay. So, thank yeah. goodness for small favors, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you want this, Charles, to do a stop, side slip, and rotate, or rotate and side slip. That that's like a, a Kylo Ren in Look, a large base in Empire. Mm -mm, but you but here's the here's the difference though, right? Kylo Ren and Guri comparatively to this. And this is a tangent and then I'll shut up, I promise. So Kylo Ren has three agility and can do this nonsense. Guri has three agility and can do this nonsense this big old honking ship has one so go ahead two. 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 no no because your wings are up oh you have one yeah so yeah, go ahead side slip 45 degrees you're still going to be in my arc because a 45 degree side slip is not getting a large base ship out of arc if it does then you did a very poor job of positioning your small base ships so go ahead, get your little reposition, and then I will light your one agility butt on fire. Unless we put stealth device in and I get my two back. <laughs> or you could take you could take your red reinforce. Yeah. Um I don't know. So I think that's an interesting um telltale, right? I need to know that uh, that's a question I want answered because I say, somebody write that down and submit it to fly better. Because yeah, because if if that is true, where I could side slip and rotate, that ship better be worth as much as ball. Like, I'm telling you, I get your point, Charles. I don't disagree with you that, yes, yeah, a one agility large base ship it will do that twice before it gets murdered if everybody goes in on it. But I don't know. That's uh, 
that seems like a pretty amazing ability if that's true. Otherwise, if it's just a side slip and you don't get to rotate, I don't think it's as powerful. I do think it's kind of cool, you know? And if you notice here where they said execute the maneuver um, at the same difficulty, so if you are, are able to somehow reduce it to a white, then you can still take your action. So, um, I, I think, I think this is probably my second favorite one out of all of them. So if I could take just a second, this is nothing to do with X-Wing in, in any way, shape or form, put it in the feedback file. Yeah. Javier, um, Bob Saget was just found dead in a hotel room here in Orlando. Yes. Yeah, a little while ago. I didn't did not notice that until just now. So two of my childhood sitcom icons in a week. Holy crap. Can I tell you a weird irony? Sure. Um so we were not allowed to watch uh Full House growing up as Why? kids. Don't Multiple know. male role models? I I don't know. I don't okay. <laughs> want to get into that with on this on the podcast. We don't need to get into my uh background per se too much because oh, no, you're good you're good yeah it, it might cause issues but the funny thing is everybody always goes oh you like bob saget and i was like oh yeah but i don't like bob saget because of full house i like bob oh, saget because blue... of his stand-up comedian stuff he's a very blue like very adult themed comedian i didn't realize yeah. that until much later in life that he was not the person they portrayed him to be on oh, full yeah. house no, and that's so like in my teen years. Oh, empty house. Oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> too soon. <what>? Too soon. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it was just weird because people would always say because my last name's Tanner, right? In Full House's last oh, name is Tanner. Yeah. So I always I got mean, the got the jokes all the time. Just made that connection. Okay, then nobody, yeah. nobody yet. Yeah, like people used. I used to get made fun of all the time ask which one of the Olsen twins was I going to date when I grew up. And I was like, I, I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch this show. <laughs> oh, uh, how rude. <laughs> oh, man. I will say it's very sad. Um, I like Bob Saget. I thought he was a good guy. So anyway, let's stop trying back, to make back on, impressed. Yeah. Sorry, it wasn't back an intention. I didn't know whether you guys knew or not. I just yeah. saw it pop up. So yes, my wife came downstairs to tell me about it. And when you hear about him dying in a hotel room, I only think of two things. Ever. I think of uh, what's his name, the lead singer of Lincoln Park, and uh, Chris Cornell. Well, yes, I also think of what's the guy that was in um, Kill in Bill that oh, yeah, was, ended Carradine. up in his closet with the thing around his neck. I, yeah, I yeah, actually Otto. met him in real life here in Orlando too. He was a he was a pretty um, decent guy. Uh, adult-oriented asphyxiation? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Like, those are the two things I think about, so... um, And I didn't... I guess I, I don't follow Bob Saget anymore, so I don't know anything about him, but... I know he was supposed to be performing, I think, at the Hard Rock here as a Kung Fu exit. Javier, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Alright, let's move on. And on yeah. to the next topic. So... Yeah, so there's the dial. The only thing I was going to say is um, the, that was the, the other reason I think they have those wording in there, right, is because, look, if I did a one banks, those are blue. 
in the side slip ones wouldn't be technically blue, but because you're doing it that way in in you're going in the opposite direction, it's got to be red. So does it specify that the side slip becomes white? It specifies it's the it's same, same as the zero stop. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yep. So I like that specification personally quite a bit. So because it would be awful to be able to do a blue slide slip like that on one of yeah. those things. That's <laughs> that would make that really powerful as well. So. All right. All right. All right. So what do we want to do? Want to go to the trilogy tournament? Or do you want to do factions? Yeah. Let's, let's do let's the trilogy, trilogy tournament. tournament first. Yeah. All right. I got to reset. So, so, um, so, Nambi, thank you so much for um, for getting all this organized, by the way. I really appreciate it. Um, so we got our pairings uh, this this week for the next three three weeks of um, of twenty that we have for the children's tournament, um, and we have our pod here. We're assigned pod E here for Panic Pilot Syndrome. That's the name of our team. So we're going to be uh, playing against Team uh, Vagon Poetry. Um, that's our first matchup here for um, for this tournament here. So let's go over some of the lists that we have here. Um, starting with uh, my list here. So my list is a first order list. Um, it has Blackout uh, with Trick Shot and Sensitive Controls, Kylo Ren in the Whisper with Predator, Biohex, Crypt Codes, and the Enhanced Jamming Suite, and then lastly, uh, Lieutenant Tabson in the Upsilon with Biohex, Crypt Codes, and Sensor Buoys Suite. Now, I have this particular... Um, I have this this setup here for first order. I wanted to give this one a try. Um, I've been playing around with this particular archetype for a while uh, because I do like having um, the ability to gem, um, and this is definitely a really really strong um, a strong list for that. So uh, blackout with set set of controls and trick shot. That's easy. You can easily just fly him right behind a big obstacle, take a shot, and then set set controls out of the way the next turn, and rinse and repeat as need to. It makes him very offensive and defensive. If he gets shot back, he gets that extra die for the obstruction, and he can um, he can be very evasive um, that way. Um, Tavson with the sensor buoy suite, I actually like. It's something that I've only been trying out recently. Um, it allows me to continuously get that target lock off onto Tavson um, if they're flying nearby that buoy. And while I can use it for offense, if I do need a, a mod, assuming that I do get a shot with Tavson, I use it a lot more with Biohex Crypt Codes to enable the jam because Biohex Crypt Codes allows me to um, spend a target lock that I have on an opponent to jam them regardless of range. And I could also do that with Kylo Ren as well. I can get a target lock early or while I'm disengaging and on a critical turn, I can um, jam somebody with range, right? And those turns that I pull in, I'm not quite in bullseye or quite in range one and allows Kylo Ren to jam somebody uh, with a focus jam or a boost jam or what have you. And it makes it very, very effective to strip mods from my opponent. This is... Um, this is something that I feel that uh, I can do pretty well in. The uh, the next list that I have here is for John. Uh, John here has a uh, a rebels list. Get his. I'm sorry, a um, a separatist list. Sorry. Um, so he is flying a um, Zam Wessel and the so fire spray. I'm going to stop you for yeah. a quick second. So sure. I need you, I need you to go back just 
for a, a couple parsecs and explain sure. the list building strategies for trilogy church because sure. when you see this specific list you kind of wonder hmm why in god's green earth did john build this this way right so um, yeah so we did have a few restrictions for building lists um as part of a team of three we each had a specific time period of uh factions that we had to choose so one player had to either pick uh republic or separatist the next player had to pick either rebel imperial or scum and the next uh the last player would pick either first order or republic on top of that we also had the limitation of um having unique upgrades across the board so if you had lone wolf on one list it cannot be found in a different list on your team so you had to make sure that when you're picking the crew or um or particular unique upgrades that you didn't overlap with any of your other teammates lists when you're doing that particular uh type of um a build so we did have to take care of making sure that um that we we built a, a pretty solid list without any overlap there. Like we couldn't have two instances of Han Solo um, in either Resistance or um, or Rebels or Scum, for instance. Like that's a that's a classic example, and that's why we were limited with what we could um, we could make like that. And on top of that, we also had the restriction of making sure that we had different archetypes as well. Like we all couldn't come with uh, with like swarm list across the board. We all had to have different types of uh of list loadouts where one can do like an a style type list another could do a swarm and then another could do like a four ship support type list like that exactly so that that clarifies it a little bit and i think um the second point i want to say is look what's on john's list john independent calculator thank you for taking a page out of my book that's all i gotta say to be sometimes fair, i could be a shitty player but i have good ideas <laughs> so for john's list let me go over first before i give my, my feedback on it so he's flying zam whistle in the fire spray equipped with a jammy beam just for flavor uh count Dooku, uh crew and thermal detonators as well as a shield upgrade uh making that a very tanky zam whistle he is followed by two separatist uh, interceptors, which are the droid tri-fighters, and they're both equipped with independent calculations. And then lastly, to round it out, is a vulture-class droid fighter, uh, separatist drone initiative three, also with independent calculates and the struts. Now, I absolutely agree with his decision to put independent calculates on these tri-fighters because they definitely want those mods, both on offense and defense, because they're definitely a lot more aggressive than a regular vulture can, uh, particularly because they don't have the ability to just stay on the rocks. They do have to fly around like an interceptor, I would say. Um, and having to double calculate can sometimes be better than a single focus. Um, so that, that I definitely agree. They can't take yeah. focuses anyway. Right, I know, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, the versatility of a double calculate versus, like, having a focus, like, I think that that's better than having a standard focus because you do have times where you roll, um, like, checks mix, right? You have, like, one focus, one eyeball, one blank. So you spend one calculate and still keep one for defense on a defensive shot. 
um, or you can mod two different defensive roles since these are initiative threes. So um, I think that independent calculate is worth his gold or his weight in gold for for what it provides this particular chassis. Most of the time, uh, this chassis naturally just has the ability to reposition and take either an evade token um, or a a, uh, a single calculate token, which can be okay. Um, but in positions or in, in engagements where you're ready, where you need to be, that independent calculation is really good. And this chassis has really good hard blues that allows it to shed that stress afterwards and still stay in the fight and go where it needs to go. Now, I want you to imagine something. <clears throat> imagine Savage Press in place of Count Dooku. Oh, three God. points cheaper. Or four, three oh. or four points cheaper. Mm, tasty. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I can't wait to see what what Savage does for like these type of lists. Oh my god, mm. it's gonna be so good. Oh man. I'm f- oof. Oof. All right. Yeah. Next. So slide. the last one we have here is Charles. List. Charles, you want to do yours? Yeah, I can do mine, and then I will allow you to uh, pick it apart if you would like. Um, so I am running the Master Mandalorian, uh, Mr. Boba Fett himself. Uh, fearless, no cannon or missile upgrade. I do have the Slave 1 title that gives me the gunner slot. <clears throat> um, and that is so I can have skilled bombardier just to give him a little bit more uh, versatility with the seismic charges. Uh, I did throw false transponder codes on there. And then as homage to the originator. Uh, we will throw a stealth device onto this fire spray. Uh, running along with that is Amon Azamine uh, with Cad Bane, so I have a little extra mobility with dropping bombs. Um, running proximity mines, proton bombs, uh, and Drasta, so that I have the extra bomb slot, false transponder codes, and um, also a stealth device on it as well. Yeah. Uh, really solid list. Double fire sprays are always, always good. Uh, really tough to beat. Um, my only critique is just, and probably because you didn't have the points for it, is just putting thermals instead of proton bombs onto um, onto Iman because you could take advantage of that uh, interaction with Cad Bane. You could drop one boost and then drop another one using um, like the, the three bank, but it costs one more point and there's nowhere in your list where you could take that off honestly. i mean you could so, drop you could drop proxies <laughs> yeah but i think with iman's ability you're more likely to land that proxy um than anything so i think that proxies are definitely the priority um versus thermal detonators um but still i mean cad Bane is just a solid upgrade for iman especially if he needs to get away in a hurry um to to just drop something boost and then you can just reveal three straight um, blue and get the hell out of dodge so that's yep. that's very solid yeah uh nabi is asking if you have done our pairing already since you are our yes team yes we have not as of yet so we i oh. uh, mistakenly thought that i was going to be able to do that before the cast unfortunately I, um the time difference uh threw me off so we're actually going to be doing that tomorrow night so we'll see what our pairing is going to be um so charles i i actually um the the only thing yeah i was to say i like thermals better um than protons or i would have put thermals on boba and swapped the seismics out for on Eamon. um i would have dropped one of the andrasa codes if it were me um but You're about false transponder codes yeah 
Sorry, did I say Andrastikos? Yeah, and you said Andrastikos. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it took me a second to, for my brain to autocorrect what you actually meant. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, and I do think it's spicy. This slave one that nobody uses, right? Um, that's that. That's that scum ver or the separatist version you never see. Um, yeah, and it's cheaper than Marauder. So, um. For what you're doing, I like it actually better. I think it's a I think it's a spicy take on Boba because a lot of times people want that re-roll out the back. Um, but at the same token, you're gonna use your Boba for aggressiveness, right? Um it, but if it were me, I probably would have dropped fan, false transponder codes on Eamon. Um I would leave them on Boba because I still like it on Boba because I don't want people target locking him. Um who is Madam Juke? I have no idea, but I would not. It's one of Navi's hosts, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Let let her know that I'm happy to have her approval. <laughs> so yeah, if um, you switch size mix up here and then put protons there. I still like proton bombs a lot, like especially in Boba. You're Yeah. Um, but you, if you did drop the therm up to the thermals, drop your false transponder codes. <laughs> Somebody says you should be taking the switch, but um, you really don't want no. them to die. No, uh, I'd rather yeah, I'd at, rather at, not at be planning for my a 10, 10 health ship to to die. Then you have I would I would I would look at elusive or um, maybe no. The reason it doesn't work with fire sprays because, and this is my opinion, it might work amazing and maybe I just don't see it, but fire sprays have a front-back arc that there is no difference in your shot, front or back. So there's no benefit for me to, to do a red maneuver and cost myself yeah. an action. I, um, I would say cutthroat, honestly. Yeah, cutthroat just so you can reach in solid. Your, your bomb, not your mind, because it can't be regenerated, but your bomb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only problem is that means they have to kill Boba off. I don't I, I don't like cutthroat. I guess. I, I guess I don't see Well in a pinch. Fuck it. Maybe put ions. There you go. I guess maybe it's it's two point unfortunately it's two points, you know, or maybe drop side mix and put um thermals. Yeah, thermals, I would say. On both. Because it, it works better with, with Cad Bane. Um, but, Nob I mean, Nobby, do it, you, it's, do you it's want her to beat you? <laughs> yeah. Just saying, man. I don't I don't know what you're into, so maybe maybe you want her to. Fire sprays Wait, ever. No. Shut up, Nobby. <laughs> I mean, right, to be so... fair, you stole the idea for your A-wings anyway from a fire spray. Exactly. So it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so let's take a look at our opponents list here um, for Bogan Poetry Team Bogan's Poetry. So the first one we're gonna look at here is for Guppy. He is the leader I, for their team. Can I read it? I'm excited by this list. Oh yeah, do it. I actually want this to win. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm rooting for this list. Um, Didn't you play against this list before? No, I've never. This is I've never seen. Three Skiscoan aces with Predator on them, um, ever. So essentially, uh, it is three Skiscoan aces with Predator. So they're all in the Belba Labs. 
And then they have Darth Maul with Hate, Grievous, Proxy, and a Hull Upgrade. I love this list. Like, this is... Yeah. I don't... I guess I've never flown more than one of those Belba Labs before. Ever. Ever in my life. So, like, like this here... Like, I don't even own three of them. You know? I don't know. Yeah. I like this a lot. Yeah, Nobby, I agree. We should have done the uh, the list refinement prior to uh, prior to submission so and locking we... in the list. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you know, you know, we waited, so it's okay. Yeah. So, um, so Guppy's list, yeah, definitely really strong because uh, you you either if you half ass on Mole um, and start like taking out Belbalops, he's just going to regenerate General Grievous. Which basically acts like a whole upgrade. Uh, that's even better because you can cancel one hit or crit results that goes through into Maul. Um, it's very tanky with both whole upgrade and general grievous that gives them basically two additional health that you have to go through in order for you to kill uh, Darth Maul. And then these uh, the Skull and Aces, if you get, um, I, if you, I'm assuming that he's going to probably run this as um, as a Snagglesuit formation, you know, so that way he can trigger that that predator more often. Um, they can definitely hit very hard uh, with that passive mod, and you'll have a, a, a tough time trying to go through all this this beef, essentially. Um, definitely uh, uh, one of the lists that I, I'm concerned about um, to face off against, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we do here. Um, the next one that we have here is going to be for, for Michael Turner here. He has a scum list here. Uh, he has Guri in the Star Viper with Elusive, Pattern Analyzer, Afterburners, and Virago. Dalen Oberos with Prime Thrusters. Kanan Jarrus in the HWK with Engine Upgrade and Moldy Crow. Uh, this is definitely a pure efficiency list. Um, these, these Star Vipers are equipped to just go wherever they want um, to outmaneuver opponents and just punish by, by outmaneuvering. And that's how they, um, that's how they want to fly. Um, this is a, a really, really strong list. I assume that Michael has a lot of experience flying this particular type of list because you have to be able to turn on the dime um, to make sure that you can outmaneuver your opponents and know where they're going to go here. Um, this is a particularly strong list against our list because he does have that initiative five Guri. Um, that matches up with our initiative fives. So um, for road rules, if he happens to move second, he will have that agency to um, to arc dodge whatever he needs to. Um, but if he ends up getting um, first player for those rounds, it might not work out too well. So we'll see. We'll see how that works. Yep. I don't know. I'll be honest. I, this is where Charles has to give his take. I, I don't see the benefit in this, I see an over overly expensive Guri that is hoping to out be able to outmaneuver everybody. That's it. Ninety yeah. points is an overly expensive Guri. Sorry, I lived through I lived through Guri Fen Guri as a as a viable meta archetype where Guri was like a hundred and twenty something yep. points. Like this Shield is a upgrade and... lean Guri. <laughs> Woo. I yeah, will say exactly. that I I think that i like the idea of elusive pattern analyzer yes because you can do the red maneuver to reestablish your elusive but before assigning the stress still be able to take your action with pattern analyzer um and then you still have 
I mean, Virago is basically a shield upgrade and afterburners crammed together into a into a single title, um, as well as having afterburners. So you've got a hyper maneuverable Guri. Um, Dalen Oberos, for me, that's a slept on Star Viper. Uh, I remember when we were goofing around doing our our destruct the or construct the Death Star, and um, I would say that uh, when John flew Dalen, and you see the power of not having the plan to bump, but plan to fly by your opponent, and then just rotate ninety rotate. degrees, so you've got a range mm-hmm. one shot at the side of their ship. Uh, also, having prime thrusters is just again. Star Vipers are so maneuverable as far as a ship goes with that bendy barrel roll. Um, so anything you can add to make them more. And then Kanan, Kanan's the only thing I worry about this because Kanan is the one that's going to be using his force and passing things around and lowering dice. If you can drop that hawk quick enough, um, then it's just a matter of chasing down. And since neither of the Star Vipers have advanced sensors on them, you lose a lot of that that pre-stress you know what i mean you lose a lot of that that stress that you have trying to guess where they're gonna go um but just me personally again star viper my favorite ship in the game i wish it had more representation i wish we could get thweak back from 1.0 yes oh my god he was so much fun but anyway i think this is a i think it's a super strong list i i really do i really like what they've done with guri but i again Taking the sensor slot off of Guri was not something that was broken to begin with, so let me have it back. <laughs> All right, I agree with you on that, but not on the week. Yeah. So the um, the last list that we have here is for um, for Chris Dunn. He's running a first order list here. He has five Sienna Jameis uh, test pilots. I'm sorry, four Sienna Jammer test pilots in the tie se bomber and then grudge also in the bomber as well for the first order um all of them with skill bombardier and proximity mines this is a pure bombing list that can um that can really threaten with that uh system phase boost and then just drop the the bomb behind you to to cause some damage um this is a list that has done well in the past this has actually made quite a few cuts as a recent memory for gsp and um can do a lot of work um and because they have six hole uh, or six health rather two shields and four hole um they can take they can absorb a lot of fire before you burn them down and uh and they can do some work they especially against like slower ships or ships that are not maneuverable um so this is something to definitely keep an eye out on um for for like a, a matchup um a matchup for for me like my particular list against this would not do very well um because tavson does not want to get dropped all those bombs on top of him at the same time yeah he can like coordinate once and reinforce but that's about it so yeah. let me boost and dump a proxy at two no problem don't worry yeah exactly and i could boost it so, in whatever direction i want Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then um, and then just K turn if you need to, right? And just keep your arc on on target, right? So, um, so Charles, if you were if you were looking to face off against one of these lists, which one would you think you want to do with your list? I don't want Guri because she's gonna dance circles around my fire sprays. Um. To be fair, I'd probably want that bomber list. Yeah, 
I think you'd be pretty strong there. I think you'd be good against Guppy's list too, um, because you can easily outmaneuver the Belpalobs, which if they get stressed, they have no hard turn maneuvers, and your rear arc would just chew them apart. I think you're pretty good against that too. Yep. Um, I, you're the I captain, think, man. I'm, I'm happy with whatever you're happy with. Yeah. For me, I think John's list is probably strongest against the, F, the FO Bombers. And then for my list, I would actually probably take on the scum list with uh, with Guri um, and Dalen. Sounds good, yeah. Captain. Well, hopefully you guys get them scheduled. Um, <clears throat> I will inform the two of you, and you can let John know, that unless COVID hits me, I am gone um, at a hockey tournament this weekend. So... Hopefully we can schedule the games before Friday uh, so we can stream them all. And if not, make sure you post in Nobby's um, Discord to see if you can get the game stream, and we'll repost them on our channel. Um, I would like to document this journey if we can, um, as much as we can. I know the last tournament we were in, we didn't get all the games, but... I'm okay with documenting it as long as we win. I don't want to look like a loser. <laughs> no, I think it's good. It's like game team. It's a good entertainment value for everybody. Of um, course it is. You're not playing in the tournament. You just... <laughs> I, I would have. You, I was nice and let JJ play this time. So, well, how um, magnanimous of you. So, if if it's me, I believe that John has to face the. Um, separatist list, though. I, I honestly, I think if it if if it's me being honest, I think the separatist list is the one that John needs to face because he'll have the best matchup. I don't think John will do good against those bombers, though, because those bombers have preposition moves. So all they have to do is get in close range and not be eliminated. And even those tri fighters are not going to be that that good at at that. If he focuses all tri fighters on one bomber, that's fine. But I, I, I don't know. To me, to me, I think John in the separatist list has the best matchup. Um, I think Charles actually has the best list for all of them. Charles could probably play <laughs> yeah. literally every list and have a at least forty percent chance against every list. No questions asked. You mean um, fire sprays are versatile? What? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yep. Um. And the fact that you're running the Boba Eman and the Eman has a bomb so it can handle the higher ship counts or not um, is fine. I don't, JJ, I don't know if you would be bad against that bomber list, though, to some extent. Um, I don't know, because I still think Tafson gets a couple of turns. It's only if Tafson gets caught with all those bombs, I guess. Right. You know, so... if you get caught with three of them with proxies in one turn, you're dead. So I, I do think that I would do well against the First Order list, too, mainly because Kylo can just um, just turn his arc backwards and then just make sure that they're always behind him. Um, and then uh, the, the, the sensitive controls on, uh, on Blackout makes him hard to pin down when it comes to those bombs. So I think that um, they, they innately have good options to avoid like getting hit by those bombs. Um, Tavson, I would ideally like for him to like stay in the game a little bit, you know, but if he gets hit by like a good volley of those, those bombs that could end up crippling him. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think of it this way. I mean, at, at minimum Tavson gets one turn where he sits and does nothing. 
right? You know, that it's so because you can do the hard stop and not worry about it. And, and that's the thing is they can't boost through Tafson very easily. I mean, they're going to have to be on those edges, whereas they can boost through other ships a little bit more easily, I think. Um, so I, I actually, I think your worst matchup is <clears throat> the CIS matchup, um, personally. Um, and I and I only say that because those Cisco and Aces can just get behind Tafson and have a nice time. And is, they're done, you know. Even if you take Maul off the board, you're those those they're gonna be behind you and you can't do anything about it. And you can jam as much as you want, it's still three red dice. So um, Yeah. So uh Nobby, to answer your um, your your question for predictions, I think that we'll win this two to one um for this particular Ooh, week here, here comes um, and, and there'll be there'll be close games i'm not gonna lie these are gonna be close <clears throat> games because both sides um have have lists where if one thing you know if something goes wrong it the list falls apart um so it just depends right on who can get the upper hand in those matches for the other two teams i think uh, uh filth dunnutter has the advantage i think the I, I'll, I'll go for a bow prediction. I say that they they do a clean sweep three and I think they have strong lists and their their um, their players are are really strong. I think they they can sweep. So yeah. So my prediction is that you guys will go three and in this one, um, and I say that with the caveat that the bomber list would be really the only list that you would have to worry about. I, I don't nice. think that Guri list is anything. I like the mall list, don't get me wrong, but it's unless that mall list gets paired against you, that mall list doesn't really have much chance. And I don't think you're giving Guri yeah. enough credit, my friend. That's fine. And maybe it's only because I've I, only played him against you and you've never won with him against me, but um <laughs> I oh, I on. respect the, the power of for that. Yeah. <laughs> nope, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bite your bait, man. No, I I, yeah. I don't I don't see that I don't see Guri as the I, I and I agree with you. I think Kanan is a weak link, personally. I just I do. I don't think I again and this, this I'll take the hold on, I'll take this conversation the same yeah. route that I've taken every conversation that you and I have had about Torkel Bucks. And I know that you hate Torkel Bucks, and that's fine. This is not trying to stoke that fire. But no matter how good the pilot is, it's still a friggin' hawk. No, oh, you're right. Absolutely. Two good SWATs and it's gone. If yep. you can catch that in two decent fire arcs and you get you get a good enough shot on it, it's only two evade dice. You're gonna yeah. swat it out of the sky quick if you can nail that. Yeah, that's yeah, why exactly. I'm more concerned it, by that scum list, though. You know, I don't think Guri is a good enough ace. I think Dalen's the powerhouse in that list, personally. Um I think Gurry well, is okay because it's, it's a surprise. But if you know how Gurry moves, okay, look, I know how to Gurry moves because Charles loves Gurry and plays. Oh, I played I him Gurry. way more than I played anybody else. Or I guess, sorry. Um, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. I I don't like Torkel Mux not because I think he's powerful. He just angers me. He, I see him as a negative <laughs> play experience. But that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I mean, for, for you're right. For the hawk, I think it is the weakest piece in that list because um, 
Kanan's ability only works with the turret arc, right? And typically, um, the way you want to run Kanan is at least the arc on the side. And then, of course, you have Only Crow that gives you that front arc. So you're either going to turn your arc to move it forward. And now the, the rest of your ship has no arc, no angle on any of the other ships that are coming around you. And, my, and the majority of our ships are very maneuverable to get around it. Um, or you play the support piece and just hope that your your other ships try to take the brunt of it, which you're not going to want to do because you want to make sure that you can take out Guri um, or Dalen, who have three agility, and if you're getting your, your dice reduced by one by Kanan, you have less of a chance to push damage on those more maneuverable ships. So Kanan is easily the, the easiest part to take out, probably by the second engagement, and then, then you just work on the rest of the list, and that's it. Yeah, that's no offense. I I know you like Guri and I know you like <clears throat> Star Vipers. And to be honest with you, I wish they would retool them a little bit, um, it, because I think it would be a lot more fun in the game. And I would yeah. I will just say this: the last, not the most recent, obviously, because Ollie won that with M- Imperial Aces, but the year prior to that, four generic Star Vipers won worlds. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was four generic Star Vipers, and they each had Juke. I want to say or Snapshot, or not Snapshot, um, Crackshot. Four, yeah, four crack generics shot. with Crackshot. Now, granted, they were flown by a very amazing player from Germany, but four generic Star Vipers won the World Championship. They were they're amazing. They're a, such an amazing ship, but they require discipline. You can't just yeah. screw around with them like you can with other ships. All right. So yeah, let's exactly, let's yeah. move on to the the last segment um that I wanted to do. And what I wanted to do is is talk about perks of each faction, right? And if you're a veteran or you're somebody that's listened to the show for a long time and been playing X Wing for a couple of years, um this this segment is probably not as um awesome as as you might think. I hope you find enjoyment out of it, but essentially what I wanted to do is I wanted to look at um, if you were a newer player or somebody getting into X-Wing, for example, that only flew one faction. So even if you've flown, let's say, for six years, but you've only ever flown Scum, <clears throat> what faction should you get into next if you wanted to pick a second faction? And I'm not saying everybody should fly multiple factions. I have uh, a lot of people I know that only fly one or two factions. I know that I'm the weird oddball person that overly collects things and has spent way too much money on X-Wing in two years um, that to be considered healthy. Um, <laughs> honestly, like I can pretty much run most lists in person. Um, there's a few lists I can't, the Curex fighters, you know, I can't is they're rare. I can't run star, you know, the star alpha star fighters. Right. But, a lot of other I can run a lot of other lists in person. I own like seven M3As and I've never ran more than one M3A in my life. Just saying. You know, I'm not a scum player. Anyway, so what I wanted to do is talk about getting into each of the factions. And I don't I don't really want to talk about the negative side of it, right? Because I think every faction has a negative downside, right? I, I really do. And I think the difference is 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 we could talk the negatives all day long. But given the fact that we know some of the new rules that are coming up, um, not that we know all of them, but we know some of them and we know some of these other things, I think 
going into what factions are decent for people to get into and what are the advantages of them would be beneficial um personally so uh real quick because nobby yeah. did have a question in reference to the trilogy tournament um and jj feel free to jump in on this one if you'd like um i didn't think that it was bad nobby um the the diverse archetype requirement i didn't think it was bad but i think that's just because as a group for us i can't speak for any other team but as a group for us we're kind of diverse in our style anyway um i tend to yeah. be pretty solid on the chunky lists i like two ship lists i like medium large base ship lists because i'm a scum player that's that's our strength john likes the the ac lists the the swarmy lists where he can have five or six ships and and jj you know i'll talk i'll talk smack about my captain he um he's an all-around great player like i don't think there's a list that i've seen him fly that he doesn't do well with so it was it was just a matter of having good communication and determining what you were leaning towards uh, so that we could each build a list together that worked together. So for me, I liked it. I like when you change things about a tournament. I like the list building requirements and stuff like that. Uh, at the beginning of COVID, I played at a generic tournament where you could only have, there were no named pilots and you could only have one ship of each chassis. That was a pain because trying to build a list around generic pilots and only having one of each ship was was hard this was just a matter of having good communication between the team uh and we've all been playing x-wing together for a while so it's it was relatively easy to have that communication yeah i agree i think that the the list requirements here were, were just enough where you got just the right amount of diversity across all three lists um you had plenty of options that you can choose from without having too much overlap i mean uh the the only thing you have to really worry about is maybe like some some particular crews that appear in both in different factions um or like lone wolf for instance being an option that could appear in, in multiple lists but honestly I, we in all of our list building uh between the three of us we didn't have a single overlap after we were done which was fantastic and that just shows how easy it was to still um still come up with good lists that were solid and should not have any overlap for any unique uh pilots or upgrades like that and it, it was easy honestly for us so yeah hey, i have a question so nope. you can't run to the same upgrade so you can't run the same bombs no unique lists? upgrades oh unique okay, upgrades. okay so anything okay. that's unique. like a pip yeah okay well okay never mind then All right, so um, going to back to the perks of each faction here. So I'll start us off with the Rubble faction here. So the Rubbles here, if I were to give it a perk, is that it's a really, really balanced faction in terms of um, it's even across the board for everything. It has a good amount of offense, has a good amount of support, and has a good amount of like uh, defensive ships that can like really tank and stay in the, stay in the fight for a long time. Um, you have a good selection of different chassis that can build out any type of art types. If you like, uh, if you like swarms, you can run A wings. 
if you like more tankier ships that are like four off ships you have the x-wings you have the b-wings that fit really well in the list um if you want support ships you have that in a lot of different chassis between the hwk between the x-wing the a-wings that have all pilots that give you that um, those different types of abilities um to to act as good support pieces for your list you have that if you want ace lists you have ships that can uh, that are high initiative that have the ability to be self-sustaining um great action economy um like the millennium falcon for instance uh with like lando or han solo that get, has that passive reroll in it um or you have really good powerhouse uh ch chassis uh or pilots i should say that are, that are really good at pushing through damage like wedge antilles for instance um so they're good all around on top of that they have probably the highest ratio of shield and hull across the board across all the factions um, you take a look at, uh, like the B-Wing, for instance, four hull, four shields. That's probably like the best ratio between all the different, um, small base ships across the board for all the factions. Um, same thing with X-Wings, four hull, two shields, uh, really cheap chassis, and you can fit five of them, um, for generics in a single list, makes them really effective. And on top of that, it's an easy buy-in too. If you're a new player going into a new faction, um, right off the bat with the core set, you start off with an X-Wing, which has a lot of different choices there for pilots and then um and it's just easy to build from that point there i think another another benefit they have and i had mentioned this off air jj is the recognizability right oh like yeah when, no I matter what no matter what ship is being flown it's something that has seen screen time in mm -hmm. in a movie so for a new player that wants that you know if they're looking for Except that for nostalgia Dash. feel no that's not true he was uh, in Three seconds. Three. I'm sorry. Seconds. Did was it? Did did it display in a movie theater? Then it's seen time in a movie. <laughs> just saying. Also, uh, Book of Boba Fett. No, never mind. Sorry, spoiler. Not playing. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Shut up. I'm playing. I'm playing. Nonsense. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're we're having uh, hopefully uh, a spoiler cast after this. So yeah. So we, that we being said, though, the the <laughs> rebels, I agree. I think they're they're a solid faction. They're they're yeah. and they're consistent. They're consistent no matter what kind of list you put together they generally tend to be really consistent so yeah yeah Definitely. i was gonna say this for me the rebels is synergy and um the ability to pass tokens that's it like they their gimmick is i'm going to allow multiple mods to be handed around and we're just gonna call it christmas I see, to me, it's the Christmas faction. That's what it is. Is that your favorite holiday, Chris? No, I don't like Christmas. any holidays, actually. So. Because it's got your name in it. I don't like Christ, and Christ has got my name in it, too. So there you go. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I guess I can go next with Scum. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right. Um, for me, I think one of the deterrents from Scum is there's really only one iconic ship uh and that's the fire spray uh the other ships you don't really see a lot in a lot of the major uh the major motion pictures if you get into the you know the cartoons maybe you catch a couple ships here and there uh if you were really into the um the let the legacy stories the the legend stories uh then yeah you see some there um but <clears throat> for me that was I am one of those. So seeing Star Vipers, seeing, you know, a lot of the the pilot ships that you've always wondered what they look like was a draw for me. 
Um, I think for me, one of the major playabilities for Scum is cost-wise, it's very efficient to get into. Um, most of the ships, with the exception of like the Kiraz fighter, um, most of the small base ships have been re-released black box in one way or another. Um, so you've been able to get the Z95s, you're able to get the M3As, you're able to get the uh, the Mining Guild ties. Um, a lot of the the smaller ships, um, not Star Vipers yet, hopefully soon. Cough, cough, AMG, cough, cough. Um, <laughs> but that being said, um, I'd say if you like weird interactions, things that make you stop and think, things that make you look at the game from a different vantage point, um, most people would say broken mechanics, um, things that that plan to work one way, but when you pair them together, work a different way. Um, Scum is probably for you. Scum is one of the few factions that can actually use the illicit upgrades. Um, so they give you kind of that smugglery, like we're making stuff work because we got to make stuff work feel. Um, and I like that about Scum. It's, it's a bunch of hodgepodge that shouldn't work well together, but they do because they're flying for the highest bidder rather than for an ideal. Um, so realistically, I, I have been primarily a scum player since the release of the scum wave in 1.0. Uh, they are my faction of choice. I'm sure you can see all the Mando stuff all around me. I, I don't know. Scum has just always been near and dear to my heart because it's, I don't know. This is going to sound really, really bad, but there's no better way to word it. I agree with the philosophy of working for who's paying the most. Because um, that's <laughs> kind of how we all do. Exactly. No one wants to admit it, but like money, more money is better. Um, and yeah. so I just, I really, I really like scum. Fang fighters are amazing. Yeah. See, I would say yeah. if we lived in a socialist society, I wouldn't have that same mentality, but we don't. We live in a capitalist society, so uh, I'm in the same boat. If you want to pay me more money, I, I'll tell you what. My And my buddy says the same thing. I would shovel shit if you tripled my salary right now. I shovel shit every day, eight hours a day. No questions asked. I wouldn't work overtime, but I'd do that. <laughs> Whatever. 40 hours, hours a week, triple my salary right now. I'll shovel shit. Yeah, I think that um, for, for I like the um, for the scum, uh, just going like to the the ships itself. I think that uh, that the they have some of the best large base ships in the game uh, that definitely have a lot of abilities there that can really punish the other opponents. Uh, you take a look at Dengar with its ability to double tap, and then on top of that, it's it's an asymmetric dial um, as well that can give you the one-up if you can really fight really well. Uh, take a look at Bosk. Bosk is seeing a lot of popularity because of his ability to um, to change crits into two hits and pushing in extra damage there. And it can really survive as well uh, with his action economy. Uh, it in, On top of that, now it's getting the Gauntlet Fighter on top of that, and then the Mando, uh, the, the Razor Crest coming into it as well, which is another iconic ship that people are just going to be drawn to that particular uh, faction for. I think that Scum definitely has a lot of great tools to make it a really solid faction if you're deciding to make it as uh, your second faction in the game yeah see and I, your first. I kind of agree with Charles and it's one of the harder factions to get into um, but I think the gauntlet fighter and the razor crest are going to fix some of that to some extent yeah. 
I, I don't like saying that because I think for me, the gimmick with scum is weird interactions, which honestly made scum the faction I chose to stay away from when I first started. And it's just because I didn't want to remember all the damn triggers. Seriously. For, like, no, for me, no. it was just money. But yeah. Well, yeah, that too. Okay, that too. Um, See, but I mean, me, I can, I'll, rem- you know, nostalgia story real quick, tangent. But I remember walking into Out of the Box in Grand Rapids um, and walking past and seeing the Star Viper ship. And that day I bought uh, two Z95s, an M3A, two Kiraz fighters, and two Star Vipers. I bought out everything that had the scum logo on it that wasn't the Slave One. Uh, and that's how I got into X-Wing because I saw a Star Viper and was like, oh, got to have that one. Yeah. Uh, and eight years later, here I am on a podcast talking about a, sh- a game full of little plastic ships. Yeah. And <laughs> the first scum ship list I ever ran, ironically enough, Charles had Cad Bane, Eamon, and Boba Fett in it. Just so you know, at a time, like literally when I was learning how to play X-Wing because Matt had scum, I, Matt and I both had Empire, Matt had scum, and then I started to get into um, Separatist, and that was kind of how we started, and I wanted to play, you know, scum a little bit, and that was literally the first list I ran was Boba Eamon, and we ran it with Cad Bane all the time, like seriously. Mm-hmm. All the time, on Eamon, all the time. So, anyway, so that, that I I find Scum a harder faction for new players to get into. Um, but I think some of that's getting fixed with the new ships coming out. So, I right. just I remember 1.0 looking at the fire spring going, Oh, this is great, and then going, Oh, wait, it's an Empire ship. <laughs> Never mind, because <laughs> pre the Pre the Star Viper wave, the only way you could fly Boba Fett was uh, was through Empire. It was terrible. Yeah. Fire Spray was horrible. Exactly, yep. Yeah. All right. So now, um, now the the the, next, the faction that I want to go through uh, next is Resistance. Um, and I think for me, so I'm a CIS player, but that's by choice. Um, a little bit more than other reasons so we're i i feel resistance is probably one of the best factions to get into um it's not as it's not as i don't want to say scummy as rebels with the token sharing (laughs) because it's not but i think for ease of flying you know the resistance has x-wings they have a-wings um which you know especially in resistance a wings are really really good like if, if you're going to buy and this is not a knobby you know <laughs> he's already not, on he's already on your hype train bro right, well Please, this is not meant for knobby i actually agree with this the reason i had issues with resistance in tournaments is because it was hard to get them to win against some of the crazy lower pointed you know sh- shiplets but now that the points have been adjusted again Resistance really is one of the best factions to get into, um, either as your first or second one. And it's for, uh, I have like a few good, a few reasons, right? One, you get a variety of ships with a variety of maneuvers, right? Um, so you get the ability to either spam if you want, 
or take a bunch of different um, ship types that you want. Um, they have the iconic ships. I think that's kind of the idea of this game, though. So, you know, like, really, this game would suck if they didn't have the iconic ships. Um, <laughs> yeah, period. right. Um, but the other thing is they also have two starter packs, right? Now they have two starter packs. You can buy each starter pack and and, and have two squads. Like, you can have two different style squads. Um is so, so yeah, it's a have the 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 wide wings. wings yep wide oh, wings. Think, so they got three then because you can actually go back and find them relatively cheap but you have the heroes of the resistance pack which came with the falcon as well as black one the t70 x-wing from 1.0 you can still find them secondarily reasonably cheap okay yeah i guess i never yeah. thought about that yep so yes yeah, so there's three starter packs that you can get and all of those starter packs are really awesome, right? No matter which one you get. Um, I think the other thing is, right, is you can buy just X-Wings and A-Wings and have a list, have lists, right? The versatility of just having just those two specific ships and buying multiples of them is, like, off the charts. I can run, like, if I had three T-70s and three A-Wings, I have three different list archetypes that I can run. And there are... The, the the best part about all this is they are somewhat um for the most part they are that middle tier um immediately middle tier viable for tournaments right just yeah. those type things and that's the best part about this is that you can play competitively if you want and still not do well if you, if you don't have the practice right but you can still play competitively with these and it's not like you're just going to, it's not like you're running an aces list. It's not like you're running a Republic list where you have three health ships, you know, where the boom up, oh, they're gone, boom up, oh, they're gone. And then it's, it becomes a negative play experience if you run the wrong archetype or the wrong ship types. And so like for me, resistance um, was the third faction I got into purely because of the fact that um, the ease of being able to fly those ships was just, it was just there. I didn't have I I could be a bad player and still win fifty percent of the time. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. I'm not that good of a player now, anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anybody else have resistance, or you want to move on to the next faction? Yeah, let's go on to uh, to the Empire here. Um, so the Empire is, um, I think, overall has a higher skill ceiling, but also has a higher payoff, right? Because you have a lot more of those AC type ships or chassis, I should say, that allow you to uh, reposition to try to get a, a positional advantage onto your opponents, um, namely like the Interceptor that has the ability to boost and barrel roll, um, or like the the TIE Whisper that allows you to decloak to then come in at a different angle unexpectedly. Um, they, they do require a little bit more event planning for maneuvers to help you get that advantage over it, um, and they trade that maneuverability um, for, for less health overall. So if you're able to, um, I think that if you're a little bit more of an events player, Empire is definitely really good. That being said, they also do have platforms on the Empire that is very beginner friendly. Looking at the TIE Defender, for instance, um, that uh, that is definitely really easy um, to just move around the board with minimal consequences mm -hmm. in terms of like getting stress and still getting mods. Or you could take a look at the TIE Striker, which allows you to continuously boost and move into positions to get into 
um, a better shot uh, with your strikers or even the standard TIE fighter um, running it as a swarm. It is a very iconic ship across the board. Everybody recognizes the TIE fighter and when run in a swarm it can be still very very effective um, especially with like the inferno squad uh, pilots that come in the core set um, it's very easy to buy into uh, you start off with two fighters right off the bat in the core set and you also get those inferno squadron pilots there that are really really good and um, you have the defender pack strong. as well Yep, exactly. The fighter packs that come out that had came so out for the Empire as well give you the two tie interceptors and the tie defender. So don't don't waste your money on that though. The defender is a terrible ship. I don't think anybody should buy it or fly it. It's just it's horrible. Heart, I highly disagree. Highly disagree. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nope. Um, I'll jump highly in disagree. next then after Empire, and I'll take the what what ended yep. up being my secondary faction. All right, before we do that, I just got to go back to the Empire. I'm going to say I don't agree with you that it's a higher skill seal. No. I, I would think, have to agree with JJ 100%. I, I don't. I don't think that... I think maybe with some of the ships, sure, but not with a lot of them. Your Phantom is not a high skill ship. Your Defender is definitely... <laughs> No, no, I, I would um, the defender. I would not agree with you. The wish, the uh, the phantom, though. I definitely, in order for you to be effective with the with the phantom, um, you do have to be. You do have to plan those decloaks good, right? Because you want to try to outposition or outmaneuver your opponent as much as you can to get behind them. Because you never want to have. You never want to be stressed. Right, because you never want to lose the ability to decloak um, and get an evade uh, with the with the phantom. And on top of that, you always want to have that evade token whenever you can, which means that you have to try to take less shots as possible. It only has five hull or five health total between the 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 two shields and three hull, um, which can which is basically like a HWK can pop really easily if it's engaged um, or takes too many shots in. So in exchange for that maneuverability, you want to make sure that you don't just try to joust an entire list with your, your phantom and hope that your dice are going to bail you out. Now, what I mean by why it requires a, high, a higher skill, a ceiling for it, is because you do have to be able to mentally, especially if you're playing like face-to-face -face on a table, and TTS is a little bit easier, but on a table, mm -hmm. you have to be able to mentally visualize how far your maneuver is going to go. Are you going to be able to get around the rock if you do like a, a, a pre-move um, decloak with like a phantom or with the uh, the time interceptor, the boost barrel? Is the boost barrel going to get me out of arc and still get me a shot at range one, preferably against the enemy that you're trying to get to? A lot of other factions don't have chassis that have access to a double reposition. The the Republic is probably one of the other ones that does have a lot of those ships that can do that. But for like the Empire, um, if you look at the um, at the Rebellion, the A wings are the only other ones that have like a double reposition potential, and they have to specifically do a barrel into a boost. Whereas the Tie uh, the Tie Interceptor doesn't have that limitation, um, and um, and it's, it's it's there's a lot less ships available that have that type of uh, double reposition ability that um, that the Empire has on their faction. So, yeah. No, I will say as well that the Empire does have its fair share of ships that don't have that high ceiling. Like when you look at the X one, um, I can't say anything about the B the V ones because I fly them terribly and they explode like nothing when I fly them. Um, but that being said, I mean I would agree that I believe the Empire, just because the people that I play 
that play Empire regularly are extremely good at playing Empire, one of them being John. Um, if you ever fly John against a an interceptor list or a striker list for that matter, the level of meta thinking that's required to know where your ship is going to be after your aileron maneuver to be able to plan what maneuver you're going to do after that, um, if you're going to bump on purpose, just a different level of, of yeah. thinking and pre-planning that you don't have to have in a lot of the other factions. Yeah. Um, so that's just my, my two cents. Um, <clears throat> my secondary faction, the faction that drew me next, um, you kind of mentioned it already, JJ, is the Republic. Um, for those of you who are wondering, the gimmick for the Republic is two words, force points. Um, <laughs> that is, that is the Republic's gimmick. Every, everything's got some sort of way to get force points on it. Um, they do not, and, and, and then I'll say this and I'll probably get shot down for this. They don't have the depth of ship selection, uh, yeah. that some other factions do. I mean, you have the Adas, but they haven't really seen their, their Renaissance if you will, with the Adas, we saw a little bit of it happen with auto blasters, and then that was taken away from us. Um, we've always had the Deltas. Delta Sevens are iconic as they get uh, the Jedi ship. Um, you've got the Lat, and you've got the Arc, uh, and just recently, you know, we got the V Wing. And the only thing that I wish they didn't do, uh, and I'll die on this hill. I'm fine with it. Release the torrent in its individual pack. Stop making yes. me stop making me buy Delta Sevens to get torrents. Please give yeah. me a torrent in its individual. I will spend fifteen dollars a ship. I don't care. Release it individually for the love of Christ. Yeah, that alone has stopped me from actually getting another uh like torrent. I only have two of them because I refuse to buy an entire pack just to get two. I torrents. have I have yeah. seven deltas. I don't need any more. I'd kill for <laughs> <Yeah>. a torrent. <laughs> look, look, yeah. if there's anybody in the chat right now that's got extra torrent fighters that they want to get rid of, let me know. And I agree. I agree hundred percent, Nobby. The the Belbelubs. Yeah. The Belbelubs, release them in the individual pack. I get mm -hmm. why you released it in the group pack, but it's done. It's over. Unless you're going to mass produce them and lower the cost on them now as a secondary, release them individually. Please let us have the ships that we want to fly. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, I enjoy the Republic. It, much like the Empire, requires a different level of play style. It requires you to be able to think ahead plan when you want to use the uh the delta sevens reposition capabilities and a lot of arc dodging uh they have a lot of fragile ships that like to like to get you feeling comfortable behind those green dice and then all of a sudden smack those green dice out of your hand as you remove them from the board yeah all right <clears throat> so the obvious choice for me is cis um I would actually say <laughs> if you are looking for a faction and you're just getting into the game and you don't care about flying iconic ship characters, CIS is the best <laughs> faction to get into. You're not wrong because no one knows their names. <laughs> oh, you know who Darth Maul is and you know who General Grievous is and you know who Dooku is. But other than that, you don't really know. <laughs> other than that, give me another one. Yeah, they're all, they're all droids. Yeah, no. yeah, or bugs. <laughs> Watt. There you go. Watt Tambor. It, there, there's another one. I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, 
but I would say in terms of being able to play multiple play styles, being able to have ships that have similar movement types, um, being able to have ships that are lower initiative, allowing you to go first, no matter what road says, um, having ships that have multiple ship styles of play. CIS really is one of the easier factions to get into. Now, can I? Does CIS have a big medium base other than the fire spray? No, no, not yet. So they have one large, one medium, and then everything else is small base, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And that's there. You go. If we have to talk about downfalls, that's one of the downfalls. Is you're you're playing all small base ships for the most part. Um. So. But it fits thematically. If you look at every fight that the CIS had, they love that swarm. Yes. Um, I will say, because of the fact that you have the ability to have multiple styles to play, the Tri-Fighter introduced a new style um, to CIS where you can have semi-AC ships. You can have something that's um, got more agility to it that doesn't just go pop at any initiative. <laughs> um, you know, so there's that. But on the opposite side, the reason I could recommend CIS is because of the fact that, yes, if you do run eight ships, you have you lose one, you don't care. If you lose two in a churn, you care a little bit, but really until you hit that third or fourth one, you don't care. So um, the, the idea behind you as a starting player not having a negative play experience because somebody erased your Guri in two rounds is high. You know, even Grievous lives longer than he should. Let's just be honest. <laughs> You're Grievous not wrong. <laughs> lives way too long, especially if you look at, if you read any of the books and if you do any of these other, like Grievous is not as good as he is in, in X-Wing. Like, like seriously, he's just, especially once you start adding some upgrades to him. Mm. Um, So, that's so for me, CIS is and, and again, I chose CIS because I wanted to learn how to fly against the swarm and I wanted to learn what happens when people bump versus when you don't bump. Now, I will say in the new meta that we may be experiencing, CIS may not be the best um, faction to fly because if we do have self bumps doing damage, you will lose droids rather quickly. Just, just yeah. throwing it out there. But it's just going to open it. It'll open a different play style up and it'll allow for independent calculates uh, at zero cost to be king of everything, just everything. But yep. the, 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 even the fact that I can fly Grievous almost like a droid really is, is like a testament to how they fly. And it's funny. And I shouldn't say this because anybody watching this, who's going to LVO will know what maneuvers my stupid um, fire sprays will do. If I run that list, but I tend to run ships like droids a lot. <laughs> like even in other factions, I run hard maneuvers a lot more than I run the softer maneuver. And that's because I spent, uh, and you can ask Matt, but I spent a lot of time running droids against them. So well, we'll just, we'll just edit that out in post. Don't worry about it. Um, right. 
I think the the last faction on our list, and I think all three of us can agree that it's just not even worth your time, so don't buy any of them. <laughs> no, uh, no, I highly disagree <laughs> on that. Heck no. No, so this was the first the first faction that my son showed interest in, mainly because of Kylo Ren. Um, and that's first order. Um I think that first order suffers from the same thing that the Empire suffers from. Uh, and that is a lot of high agility ships uh, with low life totals, um, with the exception of like Whisper Kylo, because he's just a pain in the everything. Um, but you have a lot of ships that flip a coin, right? They either live way longer than they should or they don't live nearly long enough. They they either die in the aggro. It's like a fang. They, they are an entire, almost an entire faction of fang fighters. They either live long enough for you to hate them or you just swat them out of the sky like they're not even there. Uh, with the exception of the Whisper and the uh, the new one. Um, the What's the, the new Kylo? The, no, the new Kylo. We got the TIE Whisper and then... The... The one that gets you the talk... jamming suite. Yeah, the TIE Whisper is the, is the one that you're talking about. So what's about, the yes. first one that Kylo had? Silencer. The silencer. There you go. Thank you. Sorry. So, yeah, yeah, I meant silencer and but silencer and whisper, they share very similar qualities. But again, if you look at FO as an overall faction, uh, you're gonna find very very just like you do with resistance and rebel, right? There are some very clearly drawn similarities between FO and Empire in the high agility, high number of agility ships. Uh, unless you want Kylo or you want Vader or you want like one of those named pilots that just fly circles around everybody, they are expensive. Um, but you can you can tie swarm in either one fairly comfortably. And and just like Chris said, you have the the benefit of if you lose a ship, you don't really care until you hit that third or fourth ship, and then you start to panic a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, FO is definitely a very, very aggressive uh, faction because a lot of their uh, abilities are based on you being hyper aggressive with your ships um, for negative effects, just so you have the chance to push in more damage. Um, so it is definitely a, a very, very in your face type of um, faction where it just wants to just start shooting as much as it can at the expense of its own health um, or our maneuverability for future turns. So um, on top of that, um, one of the perks of it is that because it is the, the smallest faction um, with the amount of different ships, it is easy to catch up into the faction and get as many ships as possible. Um, out of all the different factions um, that being said it does have a very good uh, diversity in terms of different pilots that you can put across the different chassis of, uh, for it and it's a, it's a fairly easy faction to get into and I think so, yeah. all of their ships are available you don't have to buy a, a pack to get a specific ship the Upsilon is the only one yeah the, the Upsilon is the only one that hasn't converted 1. 1. 1, from, yep. uh, to 2.0 as of yet um, but yeah but I mean, as far as like, there's not a like a triple ship pack or a double ship pack that you have to buy to get a ship. I believe they are all individually available, like you said, with the exception of the Epsilon. But even then, you yeah. can buy the 1.0 version. They're fairly plentiful on the secondary. They're not. They're yeah. not like an alpha an alpha class gun where they're yeah exactly where you have to expensive. pay like seventy dollars for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you just pay seventy dollars because that's the ticket price. <coughs> 
Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, the same thing too. Like FO is Kylo. So Kylo, yep. Kylo, 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 Kylo. Hollow to... and Von Reg. No, no, no. It's just Kylo. <laughs> Those other two don't matter. Anyway, um, so there you go. That's kind of the 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 buy infection uh, that we we talked about. I will tell you, I'm not against buying into FO, um, personally, um, especially if you do want to spend limited money, um, but you are going to run the most cost effective faction as yeah. well, just because everything's a small base ship, with the exception of the Epsilon. Do they have? Oh, the new bomber is the new bomber is a medium, right? No, no, no. The only medium is the shuttle, the she class shuttle. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, the she shuttle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The she shells, she shells by the seashore shuttle. Well done, <laughs> man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I must not be All drunk right. tonight. So, so we do the uh, do we do the typical disclaimer here? Yeah. So yes. what we're gonna do is we're gonna go we're 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 gonna end the show. I'm gonna play the the outro and then. If you would like to stick around, it is going to take me about two minutes, and then we're going to come right back and going to talk Book of Boba Fett. So, um, so if you have not watched episode one or episode two, uh, I cannot promise that we will be spoiler free. We are one hundred percent going to be yeah, spoiler. Yeah, it's we're not even spoil. a question. There so, is... <laughs> so don't stick. So don't. As much as we would love to have you stick around and talk with us, do not stick around if you do not want to be spoiled on episode one or episode two of the Book of Boba Fett. Yep, because I have some strong opinions. Because I have recently gone back and rewatched uh, the Mandalorian. So, um, and then I listened to D and Ryan's After Dark, and yeah, I got I got some I got some opinions on that. So. <laughs> anyway thank Let's you all for it. joining us uh we will be live this week um we do tech typically do our wednesday nights um if you are playing in jane tank and want your game streamed on wednesday night let let us know we'll give you a priority slot um over our community service uh games otherwise you can sign up in the chat um you can sign up in the chat not in the chat damn it you can sign up in, in the, the Discord, Google, the Discord, or the Google Sheet to say, "Hey, I want to play Saturday or on Wednesday, yada yada yada," and we will make sure you get a spot. But if um if you have Jane Tank, we will 100 percent uh stream your game. So Nobby, if you want your game stream, let us know, man. I'll stream your game um on Wednesday. So um with that being said, hopefully we'll have our trilogy tournament game scheduled before I go um out to the east side of the state this week. Um. So um, I would like to stream all of our games um, if we can. With that being said, we'll see you Wednesday. If not, we will definitely see you next Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Have a good night, everyone. We'll be right back.